Good morning, good morning, men of God. Welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call. The National Men's Prayer Call takes place every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we don't take that for granted because we know that we have gentlemen joins us from the West Coast. They get up at about five o'clock. Some gets up earlier than that, especially those that joins us from around the world. And thank you, thank you, men of God, uh, for taking time out. Uh, to join us here. And National Men's Prayer Call has been taking place for nine years. Oh my God, thank you for that. Nobody but the grace of God. So we're going to honor God and we're going to thank him uh, for allowing us to be able to come to you here for that uh, length of time. Uh, on this day, December the 21st, 2021, this day was not promised to us, but God has made it possible so we can serve him. That's the only purpose we have is to serve him. So we're going to do that this morning, uh, men of God. And we're just thankful and grateful that we have a giant that's going to be pouring into us this morning. Once again, he's not a stranger to the call. He spoke to us before and he's bought such a rhema word. Uh, the times that he's been on with us and uh, uh, we're grateful for this outstanding man of God this morning. That's going to be sharing with us here. You hear more about him coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, but meantime, men of God, I uh, just would like to say uh, thank you for joining us throughout the month. Uh, because our topic from the five mandates of a legacy minded man. Uh, this here last topic for us is do everything with love. And we know the greatest commandment is love. And that's what God set it up this way. So we're going to continue to expand on God's word, dealing with love. And we have a gentleman this morning, like I say, that's going to be sharing from his heart what God has placed upon him. And we're going to thank, we're going to thank God in advance that you would just cover him, that he would speak not of himself, nor the flesh, Lord. But we thank you right now for pouring into his spirit, man. We thank you right now for blessing him, blessing his ministry and blessing his business that you have poured into him and cover his family with the blood of Jesus. So we thank you in advance for that. Men of God, let's go before God here in prayer so we can definitely get him going here this morning. Uh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We come to you this morning, Lord. We want to say thank you. Oh, God, we want to say thank you this morning, Lord, because the things that we see that we're witness has taken place in this world that we're living in you said we're not part of the world, Lord. <laughs> so, Lord, we're just going to just say thank you for covering us right now. Each and every man that's represented on this call, thank you for the covering right now, Lord. We need your protection, and we need your guidance. We need your direction, Lord. And, Father, you've already laid it all out for us because you laid out who you are, Lord. And that's the thing for you want us to do in your word. You says in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, his righteousness, right standing. That's what the word means, right standing with God. So thank you for that. Lord, you've already poured into us on that. And Father, we thank you because the Bible speaks on you as being king of kings. The Bible says that you're the shepherd. The Bible says that you're the great I am. The Bible also speaks on you as being the lily of the field. The Bible says that you are the lamb. John speaks, John says that you're the that you are the Lamb of God. <laughs> we thank you for that Lamb, Lord. But also the word says that you would come back as the line of the tribe of Judah. 
<laughs> oh God, we thank you for that affirmation. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh God, we just we honor you this morning, Lord. Thank you for that word, Lord. And God, we just thank you right now, Lord. We thank you that we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. Thank you for ordering our steps, Lord. As we come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may find help in time of need. This is the time that we need your help. Lord, we need your help in so many different areas, Lord. But Father, we know, Father, that we know that you said for us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. <laughs> oh God, thank you for that this morning. And Lord, I thank you right now for every need met for each and every man that's represented on this call, household. Thank you right now for meeting the need. And Lord, we thank you right now, not only that financing need, Lord, but we thank you for complete healing in each and every man's body uh, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We bind any attack that the enemy may try to come against us. There's no weapon formed against us who will prosper. That's what the word says. So Father, we're going to lean on your word because it said it'll never return void. <laughs> and Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you right now for the founder of the National Men's Prayer Call, Dr. Kenneth Green. Thank you for this outstanding man of God. Lord, I just thank you. I continue to allow him to get stronger and stronger each and every day. Thank you for him. Thank you for First Lady that stands right in the gap with him, Lord. Thank you for her. And Lord, we also thank you, Lord, for each and every man's, their spouse, Lord. We thank you because the word says that a house can't stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except the ground of the word. It's the word of God because in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you for blessing our offspring, Lord, for those that are going to school, those that are going up to their workplace. Lord, I thank you for blessing them. Lord, I thank you for covering them right now. Thank you for the administrative that's pouring into them. Oh, God, thank you for them. And Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, you would just keep your hedge of protection around each and every campus worldwide. Uh, Lord, we just know that the enemy is always lurking. But Father, we thank you for who you are. And Lord, I pray right now for those that are asking me to prayer. Just ask that you continue to lift up uh, Brother Prince's dad. We ask that you continue to allow him to get stronger. I thank you for, for, for speedy recovery over him. Father, for the next surgery that's take, take, uh, taken place, thank you for him, Lord. Oh, God, thank you for that. And Lord, we just ask, continue to lift up our friend, uh, Grace Edwards, as she's getting stronger and stronger each and every day. Oh, God, we thank you for her. Asking that you to continue to bless her and give her the strength that she needs, knowing there's no weapon formed against her will prosper. And I thank you, Father, for the Jones family, a good friend of mine that passed away last week. Ask you to just lift up that family, his children, his grandchildren, just pray for them. As well as our good friend, Margaret Middleton, as she gets stronger and stronger each and every day. Ask you to continue to cover her. <laughs> we thank you for that, Lord. We don't take anything for granted because not a single day is promised. And Lord, we just give you all the praise this morning for this opportunity once again. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen and amen again. We're just so pleased and just excited that we're able to come before you and share the good news of Jesus, but also the power of prayer and the power of, uh, of, of personal growth, personal development, because that's what it's all about. And when we come to the Lord, we come just as we are. And as a process, we are able to grow and get better and gooder and gooder. But that means that we have to practice personal growth and personal care. So that's what uh, one of the purposes of this ministry is. And for the last nine years, we brought before you powerful speakers that share information for your transformation and elevation. And I promise you, today is no different. We are, of course, uh, I just want to uh, just lift up um, Don Herring and his family. Don, uh, Don Herring is a is a local businessman. He's going through um, some uh, uh, some brain tumors and uh, with radiation and all that. So we just want to continue to to lift him up as well. And during this holiday season, we want to just lift up families and everybody that's going through COVID. You know, this Omicron uh, is, is is raging. You know, but we know that we know the Alpha and the Omega. So every Greek alphabet in between has no power over the power of the risen Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Now, this morning, it's my privilege, pleasure, and honor to introduce a friend, a, a man that, you know, they said a friend sticketh closer than a brother. And uh, this young man, I've just watched him and just, just I've been able to just, just to, to see him not only grow and develop, but I see the, the, the line upon line, precept upon precept. He is a hermeneutical uh, expert. He follows the word. He studies the word. He, he, he exegetes the word. A lot of times people will try to put into the word, make the word fit what they're trying to say. But this brother is making sure that we get what God wants us to hear out of the word. So it is our honor once again to bring to you my friend, your friend, Oh, we got somebody in the background just making a little teeny bit of noise. We're going to have to put that out. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's our pleasure to bring Pastor Eric King. Dr. King, are you there? I'm here, brother. I'm here, Brother J. Mack. And uh, I thank you for always, you know, the introduction enough. And I'm humbly uh, proud and thankful for allowing all of you brothers. So as I say, good morning. Thank you for having me back again to share with you. I love uh, this fellowship and uh, getting up early <clears throat> in the morning and, and sharing, you know, how we start the day off all wonderful and good. I'm not going to go through a bunch of, uh, as grandma would say, who shot John. And I want us to go right on into the topic because I know that our time is precious and limited. And I know you're not here to hear all of me and all I have to do and about what I'm rambling about. But you want to hear a word from the Lord. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative for that invite. And I want to share something with you. I'm going to give you, uh, as usual, try to give you some, uh, some skeletons. And you can always go back and look at the scriptures and hang the meat on the bones. But um, I really appreciate today uh, looking at the topic that you have set before us. Um, want us if we would consider uh, a frequent passage of scripture that deals with this. And that is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, First Corinthians chapter uh, 13, and I believe we're going to look at like maybe uh, just the first three verses. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses one through three. And I think it speaks to the theme that is before us about doing everything uh, with love. Uh, First Corinthians, I'm going to read that 
for the benefit of those that don't have it. <clears throat> and he says, uh, and I'm reading from the King James Version. I'm still a little old school, so y'all pray with me on that. Um, and so it says, Paul writes, he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. And that right there is profound to me when I think of uh, everything uh, being done, everything, how everything should be done with love. When Paul writes about that, uh, it's almost he alludes to John 3 and 16. And that other familiar passage, y'all know, for God so loved the world. What God talks about, it shows about God's love. And that word in there is agape, uh, which means, you know, there's two things in John 3 and 16. If you go back, that's another passage we'll deal with on another day. But, but two quick things in that passage where it talks about the love that God has, that we all have. And both of those words in the, where he says he loves the world and, and the whosoever, which means he loves us universally without distinction and individually without discrimination. Now, keep that in mind when we look at this passage that Paul writes. He writes that with, writes 1 Corinthians 13, counted with John 3 and 16 in mind universally without distinction and individually without discrimination. And so when Paul writes this, he, he speaks not so much of, uh, uh, not so much of our uh, benevolence, but more about our state of being. You know, we know it's the holiday time and, you know, a lot of people want to do a lot of good deeds and whatever, but, you know, Paul, Paul is not talking about our benevolence. He's talking about our, our state of being. Because when we think about this thing, love, it starts out, if you kind of look at it with me, kind of all the way I like to think of it, it, it starts out, uh, everything we do, it starts out in our hearts, and, and then it kind of moves to the mind and comes out in the hands. Kind of starts out in the heart, moves to the mind, and comes out in the hands. And so when he talks about this, doing everything in love, we want to show our affection uh, without the selfless intention. We wanted to show our affection without the without the selfish intention. When I look at this in 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 First Corinthians thirteen, two things, you know, generally two things jump out at me uh, in this passage. I know there's a lot of meat in it, but I just want to share a little bit with you. Uh, two things that kind of jump out at me. First of all, that there, there's a reasoning behind it when we look at this thing. There's a reasoning and a reckoning, a reasoning and a reckoning. And I'll say it like this, in the reasoning part, we must always remember that motives, motor, motions. Motives, motor, motions. That's the reasoning. And the reckoning part of 1 Corinthians 13 and 10 is that we must monitor our mindsets so that our ministries don't become misgiven. We have to monitor our mindset so our ministry does not be misgiven. And, and it happens with us. We do a lot of things just to be seen or just to be heard. It's really not about 
uh, the people that we're ministering to as it is about us. And we got to be careful of that because that is counterproductive to what God wants us to do and how he wants us to be as men in this world. Three things I want us to look at uh, based on those two ideas of reasoning and reckoning. Three things. First of all, notice in uh, verse one, he talks about, you know, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels have not uh, charity says, I become sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. The first thing is that when 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 I don't do everything with love, my speaking uh, without love is irritating. My speaking without love is irritating. The second thing in, in verse two, when he talks about, uh, you know, this, this word charity, which is love, uh, if I don't do everything with love, my sense he, he talks about my prophecy, my knowledge, understanding all mysteries, my, my sense, my, my sense, my sense without love makes me insignificant. My sense without love makes me insignificant. I'm nothing. <laughs> I, I can have all this good sense, but, but if I don't have love with it, I'm, I ain't nobody. That's what he said in verse two. And then verse three, and he talks about uh, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, give my body to be burned and all of that. He said, if I don't do it and have charity, it profits me nothing. That, that lets me know, number three, that my service without love is incomplete. My service without love is, is incomplete. It, it is of no value. It doesn't do anything for me or anybody. Uh, that's in verse three. My, my speaking is irritating. My sense makes me insignificant and my service is incomplete. Look at it. He says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, when he says my speaking is irritating. If I speak, if I have that type of language, if I am just that gifted, God has gifted me that I speak in other tongues and unknown tongues and different languages uh, of all this heavenly talking, whatever. And, and, and I'm able to speak all these worldly languages. I'm gifted. I'm able to communicate with a lot of people. Well, he says, if I don't have love, actually, I'm not communicating. He says, I am become. He says, I, I am become. This, this is not what's what I'm doing. This is who I am. He said, I am become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. All this speaking that I'm doing, even though God has gifted me with all of this tongue speaking and languages being speaking, all this gift, if I don't do it with love, I, I'm just turning people off. And that's what we do a lot of times. Any of y'all ever feel like that? But sometimes we get people get so wordy, so churchy. We can get so wordy into what we do. It's like, look, I ain't, I ain't want to hear none of that. We turn the preacher off on TV. We tune him out in church. Or if somebody come in and want to talk to us and minister to us, we don't hear what they're saying because if their heart's not to do it, they're not trying to be an, a blessing. They just want to impress. And that's usually where that comes from. When we seek to impress rather than bless, we end up just making a bunch of noise. My speaking is irritating. So let's stop irritating folk. Do everything with love. The second thing he says, uh, with my sense without love makes me insignificant. He says in verse two, he says, and though I have uh, the gift of prophecy, here it is, another spiritual gift. If I'm able to see before 
it happens. God gives me that. And I understand all mysteries, what most folk can understand, I understand, and all knowledge. If I have been, here it comes with us, offered us, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I believe in being educated. I believe in being educated. I believe in furthering our studies. I, I do believe in doing research and getting the exact truth. I believe it that I think as Johnny Mac uh, said earlier, God wants us to exegete the, pre, uh, the passage and not eisegete. He, he wants us to do that. I, I believe in that. And he gives the gift of that. But if he does give the gift of that, and he says, though I have all of that, and even if I have all faith, I know what can be done. But he said, if I don't have love if i don't do it in love if i don't do it with affection without selfish intent then i am nothing all that sense without love makes me insignificant i ain't nobody i'm just trying to be somebody i'm trying to make myself superior to somebody you know how you know how some of those fellas are when they come to you they have to you know give you their name and then spit out the alphabet behind the name to impress others, to make themselves feel more important. That, that's not what it's all about. He said, we don't do it in, 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 in love. I am nothing. But God wants us to understand. It is my belief, and it is my belief. Y'all can argue, debate it if you want to. But it is my belief, since we all Christian brothers, it is my belief that there's only one position in the church. Only one. There's only one position in the church, and that position is servant. Now, we have a lot of different functions. We have a lot of different functions of that one position, but there's only one position, that's servant. We have a function of pastor. We have a function of, 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 uh, of, of you know, praise team leader, the worship leader. We have a function of our deacon chairman. We have a function of that, but our position is servant. And you can't give, you can't be a servant without giving godly service. You can't love God and not love God's people. And so we do everything. We look, I can't have all of this prophecy and understand all this knowledge and it just be for self. No, God will let you go crazy. Y'all do know he says in scripture, he'll give you over to a reprobate mind. That's what it means. Uh, you, you can be crazy. Have you any of y'all seen folk like that? Uh, not judging, but just observing. You see the fruit that falls from the tree when they, when they do that and they want to make their intellect, their knowledge, and what the gift they have to be a God, God then gives them over to a reprobate mind. And you see those folk walking around, they're gifted, but they're nuts. They're religious nuts. And those are kind of the fanatic people I'm talking about. I ain't mean no harm. I ain't trying to preach that. I just want to give a few things out. But then finally, that last thing. No, I said that sense, number two, makes my sense without love makes me insignificant. But finally, he says, my, my service. My service, if I do everything with love, if I don't do it, my service without love is incomplete. I have not done what has been assigned to me. I have not fulfilled my assignment. I have not walked in my calling. He says, I can give all of my goods to the poor. I can even give my body to be burned. I can give my service. But if it's not in love, if I'm just doing it for attention, he said, then my service is incomplete. It, it's not, it has not accomplished or achieved its original intent. And God wants us to do that because he wants us to make disciples. That's our whole job is to make followers, more followers of Christ, disciples of him. And if we misdirect that, that if we misdirect that focus toward us, then our service is incomplete. Uh, it, it profits me 
nothing. And so uh, the Lord would have us that if we're going to be effective, if mankind is to be reconciled back to God, it has to be done through the effective witnessing of those of us who call ourselves the church. And it is that we are just uh, uh, pointers. We're just pointers and reflectors uh, of men toward the light of God. Remember, we're not the light. We're just reflectors of the light. He is the light. And so since we're going to be a reflector of the light, since we have to have the capacity to reflect, then our backing has to be love. Y'all know in a mirror, a mirror uh, is a glass, but it's a glass that has a silver backing. And that's what makes a mirror very valuable is the silver that's behind the glass. You know, and many of us don't have, you know, many of us oftentimes if we don't have love, love is that silver backing to the glass that makes us a reflector. And so if we don't have that love, then we people just, in essence, see right through us. Y'all with me now? If we don't have that love that's behind the glass so that we can be reflectors of the light, who is God himself, then we're merely transparent glass and people see right through us. So you can have all the gift of knowledge. You can have all the gift of speaking in tongues. You can give all the goods and give your body to be burned. But if you don't have that silver back, folk going to see right through you. So it's incumbent upon us to make sure and be unequivocally clear that we do everything we do that God gives us, that we do it with love. God bless you. Thank you, brother. I'm sorry I took up so much time. There's a lot more I wish I could give to you, but I know that, that we have to stay and I have to follow the protocol, but I feel pretty good now. And if you want some more, tune in one of these days. We're gonna, it's going to be out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, Pastor King, Pastor King. Bless you. Pastor King, what time did you get up this morning? I'm up at 5.30 every morning. Bro. Uh, apparently. I, I just got up two minutes before I got uh, on this line. And here's the problem I got with that. Because uh, Jay Mack hit me up in the chat line and said, hey, you got the recap? And I was like, of course, sir, whatever you need me, right? But I really wanted to give this to Devin or Ciccone uh, because you, you, you clearly woke up a little too early for me. And I'm trying to get all my notes together. But gentlemen, y'all bear with me. Y'all bear with your brother because you know I, I roll slow. It takes me a minute. So let me see if I can recap this to get the, the nuggets that we're supposed to get out to. Everything starts with our state of being. And with your intent of love, it puts us in three categories. Relevance relatability, uh, replication. And in this is that we in this place where we're building our own garden of Edens, just imagine our own garden. Adam had his, Anthony has his, Bernard has his, Sakoni has his. And so your, your space of love is what you're developing in the culture of your, of your Eden, right? And in that space, it has to be pure because what uh, Dr. King is reminding us is that it's intent. Intent in man, once it comes from a very pure place, which God is love, and so now you're replacing it and saying, I'm going to express myself in the image that I was created in. And in this space, uh, ultimately what shepherds are, servants are, we're here to serve without selfish intent. And so everything that is existing within our Eden, we are giving ourselves from a very selfless place, and that, that makes us relevant in that space. Love also, because we're doing it to connect, gives us relatability. 
And as Dr. King is reminding us, since we're just um, making disciples and we, we are ambassadors for God, it gives us replication. Go make more disciples of me. Go make many me's. And so I'm replicating the same thing that God has freely given to me. And in that, that's the space that we have to do it because, you know, that selfless love gives us relevance in this kingdom agenda. And we're just reflectors of what we got. And so we can't take the, um, we can't take the, the, the process, we can't take the motive, we can't take just the atmosphere that we're creating because we can't add our own agenda in it. You know, God gave us love freely and we're supposed to give it freely. We're not supposed to tax it. We're not supposed to mix it, cut it up, step on it. And that's for all y'all little, you know, whatever lives y'all used to live in the beginning. But, you know, now we can, we, we're giving it pure uncut. And that's what it, uh, it's all about. So in this space, uh, without us becoming irritating, insignificant and incomplete in that stuff, we flip it and we get relevance, relatability, and replication across the board. And uh, that's what love does. It gives us a place that people want to, you know, sit down and relax in. And so even as we get ready to go into this holiday season, you know, where we, we, we are the shepherds and we lead people, you know, some of this can be the messiest times of our lives when we get together, we're supposed to be joyous. And so we remind us that we set the temperament in there, that we are the thermometers in our Garden of Edens. If somebody comes in hot, we turn it down and make sure it's cool. We love them in a space where they can get the space and they, they, they just get the essence of God in those spaces. And so that's our jobs as shepherds, as leaders, as disciples, as we, we, we're, we're the change agent in the room. And it has to be from, from a very selfless uh, space where we just give out the greatest gift that was ever given to us. And that's love. So I hope I did you good, Dr. King. Uh, next time, I'm going to give you my number so you can wake me up. And I'm going to go through the process with you because I ain't going to be able to do this on the run like this. So I love you, brother. You, every time you come through, it's always, man, I, I'm tired. I'm going to go back to sleep. J. Mack, my brothers, y'all be blessed. Uh, it was a blessing, sir. Thank you. Totally, totally. Hey, Dr. Eric King, you are the man and we appreciate you. I think you've given all of us something to chew on and something to look at and uh, realizing that it ain't about us, but it's about who we are connected to. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Man, you gave us so much. You gave us four plates because we had to take a whole bunch of this back to the house. You know, you served it up and gave us a meal to go. Yeah. And that brother, I always remember leftovers take better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you gave us plenty, for real. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, awesome. Uh, awesome, brother. Awesome, brother King. <laughs>